I host this fabulous show, and this is episode number 34. I'm pleased to be joined on this episode by veteran guests of the show. I don't know how many times you've been on this show now, ma'am, but you've been on almost close to 10. Uh, no Bruton is here. Howdy. There it is. <laughs> Live from Edmond, Oklahoma, everybody. Okay, so we are here on a Tuesday night. It is August 30th. I literally just got back in the United States. A brisk five hours ago, five, six hours ago, I was in Mexico visiting my family Mexico. Um, and celebrating my 23rd birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> with with my people and in my in my birthplace. So I was there five days. I left last Thursday, came back today, and it was lovely. It was beautiful. I ate so much good food. I love that for you. And it was, it was great. Got to go see Tigris game, men's and women's, and got yeah, to see uh, the other stadium. Good games. Uh, the men's one was very disappointing because they played like trash in the final third. Oh. And that's been a, a thing for the last like couple weeks. We have the yeah. best defense in the league. Like we haven't, like we've only allowed like six goals in the league. But offense is just stagnant. Part of it's because of injuries, and part of it's because our coach kind of stinks. But the gotcha. women's team is really good. Like they beat the snot out of Pumas three nothing. Oh, nice. Uh, so that was really fun. But yeah, it was a great time. So I just got back. And naturally, the first thing you got to do when you come back into the U.S. is to record a podcast. So that's what uh, now we're not That's what doing. they say. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. So we have we're mainly going to stick to NBA and NFL tonight. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with the NBA. We're going to start with the big thing that happened, kind of the very anticlimactic end of this weird free agency in that Durant, Kevin Durant decided, OK, I'm just going to stay with Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Thanks. Thanks for ruining our whole summer and, with anticipation <laughs> and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of things that have happened because of that, but let's start with the Durant bit. No, I'll let you start um, the conversation. What do you think about him staying and now the prospects of the Nets, if everything works together, what they might could look like as a top team in the East, if they are a top team in the East to you? Yeah, I mean, at the beginning of that, um, the like whenever um, KD was first saying he wanted to be traded and stuff, in the first week, you know, everyone had their speculations of where he was going to go and stuff. I mean, I had mine too. I mean, even Mavs fans were saying they want him. I didn't necessarily, like, it's one of those things where, like, I would have taken him, but I was scared of what we would lose for him. Uh, especially, I mean, we talked about, especially after the uh, Gobert trade, like, Facts. the Nets were going to ask for a ridiculous amount, which That's I guess awesome. they should. But, like, anyways, like, after, like, that first week, maybe two, it kind of seemed like he wasn't really going anywhere, at least like not to anywhere he was going to want to. So, I mean, I think we've texted about it, but they had some like him, Steve Nash and like someone else, like they all sat down and kind of talked and essentially agreed on like duking it out for another year and seeing, cause his contract is just this last year. Right. Or is it another? No, that's that? Kyrie's Kyrie's is oh. up at the end of this year. Part of the reason why Durant's was so hard to move is because this is the first year of his four year extension. That uh, a right. lot of money. That's why it was so difficult. Okay. And why they wanted so many draft picks. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's understandable. But, like, I think we both said the last time, I think we both thought that he was at least going to start out in that 
who's to say you know what happens around christmas but like because that's i guess when's the trade deadline typically like uh like late february february yeah so i mean you know who who's to say what happens then but i mean they have a good enough team like to do well i mean just the fact that you have katie and Kyrie, like that's i mean two of the arguably the top 10 players in the league i don't even think arguably just two of the top 10 players in the league and then i mean the rest of the team's like solid you still have like seth curry you have joe harris uh patty mills ben simmons hopefully you know i haven't heard any news about him but hopefully you know he's gonna start playing this year uh they've gotten some good pickups with like and royce o'neill's okay but like tj warren you know can see what he can do and they stuff. They just signed so, uh, I mean, Markeith Morris today, actually. Oh, did they? Okay. I mean, Markeith Morris, I don't think he's as good as Marcus, but I mean, he's still, he's still solid for sure. But um, I mean, they have a good enough team, you know, the key is always just health, you know, as long as everybody stays healthy and like Kyrie's going to actually be able to play the entire season this year, they, they should be a top team in the East for sure. For sure. I'll get to all that the basketball side of it in a sec, I want to rant just really quickly about KD specifically. Because what I don't understand about this whole bit, and this is not an original thought. A lot of people said this. A lot of my friends have said this. So this is, like I said, not original. The way that he, a few weeks ago, when he went to Josiah, the owner, and was like, it's me or you fire Sean Marks and Steve Nash, which is insane that he would do that because... He chose to go play for Sean Marks and basically got Steve Nash that job. Because if you remember, the first year that they were there was when Kenny Atkinson was still the head coach. And him and Kyrie did not like Kenny at all. And they they, fi- they got him fired. And they got their yeah. guy because of it. And so to two, year, two or three years later be like, okay, it's me or them. Like, that's kind of ridiculous. And I did not... Yeah. like that the way that he handled that there's going to be a lot of things that need to get worked out internally obviously between marks and nash and durant and Cy and um in that sort of sector and then obviously in the locker room because there's a lot of distrust as i would suppose it is there and with Kyrie too because Kyrie, you know has been off and on for the last like year and a half with the vaccine and just the way that he's handled certain things and all that there's a lot of things that need to get fixed. To their credit, I think they realized with still a decent amount of time before camp, training camp, which starts in a few weeks or about a month, uh, to kind of have space to breathe before things get crazy. It's not surprising at all because they wanted a King's Ransom and who's going to give him for, give him that, especially after, like you said, the Gobert trade. Um, it was going to be like a three or four team deal. And every like young star that Brooklyn wanted, whether it was a Scotty Barnes from Toronto, whether it was, it was a, a Devin Booker from the Suns, whatever, they didn't want to give him up for Durant, those teams. So that became apparent pretty quickly, and I think they realized that it's just not going to happen. Let me jump to the encore bit, because wh- what you're saying is 100% right. I don't know if they're a top four team in the East, but I think they are a, the, the five seed. In theory, because I mean, Boston, Boston and Milwaukee are like tier one to me, right? Like those are like yeah. one and two. Obviously, Philly's up there. Philly right got now. better. Miami is still really good. Yeah. Even though they've lost a little bit of their depth um, by 
letting P.J. Tucker walk. But they're still really good, man. Mm-hmm. Toronto's still lurking. Atlanta's a lot better. Well, not a lot. I I mean, they've lost some depth in return for... DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray, thank you. So who knows about that? But they they could be the the five seed for sure. Maybe the four, depending on what happens. Top four, like the second to fourth, it was all essentially the same record, you know? Like, top six teams in the East were just so close within each other, like we could have another tight race but i definitely do see your point if they stay healthy the entire time and you know they work out some of their issues i mean a top five minimum and easily a playoff team right like every everything has to go right obviously and yeah a lot nothing has gone right since durant and Kyrie have been there um except for the little glimpses before they traded for harden and all that and some of the glimpses in the playoffs last year before they got beat by the bucks but right, mm-hmm. you look at that roster, KD, Kyrie, Simmons, Curry, Mills, Claxton, Cam Thomas, who had a very good summer league, Joe Harris, if he comes back healthy from injury, TJ Warren, Royce O'Neal, Edmund Sumner, who's not a bad pickup either, uh, Markeith Morris, Kessler Edwards, who is surprisingly pretty solid as a rookie. You get like a center, and I think that team is set. Like You could play 10 guys in a playoff series, and there's decent centers on the market, man. Like I mean, it sounds like Dwight Howard is like, done with the nba with other ventures but i mean he's on the market still i think boogie would be not a bad fit for that team at all honestly Um, yeah but i wonder how the locker room would be because that's just another big personality yeah that's what i was about to say i kind of like his fit more in denver which is where he was last year Uh, but there's a couple other guys montres harrell i believe is still a free agent so that could yeah, be a pretty interesting fit. What's like the deal with him? I know he's got some legal stuff, but it's not, I mean, it's obviously not as bad as like his former teammate, Miles Bridges, but yeah. I know that that's still kind of lurking. That's why nobody signed him. But there's a couple other guys that are out there that they could pick up on a vet minimum and they could be set because really Claxton is their only center right now, unless they plan on playing Simmons at center, which they sound, it sounds like they are. I've been reading some stuff on Twitter that that's going to happen a little bit to some degree and they're going to try it out during the regular season. So who knows about that, but they're a playoff nightmare. Like watch out Philly, watch out. Well, Philly, they haven't beat. So they'll dominate in that front, but if they can shut down everybody else and they'll be fine. Yeah. Boston's really good. So I wouldn't, I would pick Boston against them. I pick Milwaukee against them too. Watch out Miami. If Miami plays them, if Atlanta plays them, like I'd take Brooklyn. If they're all yeah. right and healthy, I pick them all day every day. I don't think they're an Easter Conference Finals team though. I think that's where they have to think that they want to be, especially if you have two of the best players in the world. And I don't think they are at this current moment because I think it's still Boston and Milwaukee. Those are your two best teams in the East. Do you think a solid center puts them there? Or do you think yeah. there's just too many yeah. issues? Yeah. And it's got, I mean, obviously it's got to be the right one. Like, thank God they didn't re-sign DeAndre Jordan or anything. Like, they have to be competent yeah. in a playoff series. Because Claxton is not going to survive on the floor that much. He's going to get hunted out. And, like, they're going to have to go small yeah. ball. So Simmons will eventually, if he's healthy and if he's willing to do it, like, he's going to have to play some small ball five um, in a playoff series, I would imagine. But to have somebody like a Boogie Cousins, for example, um, would go a long way. They have a lot more wing depth, though, like credit to them, like with Mm O'Neal and Warren. And they have so much scoring, like Mills can score the ball. Cam Thomas, like I said, had a really good summer league and can score the ball. Seth Curry, obviously we know what he can can do. And you've got decent three-point shooters, like Markeith Morris is is solid as a 
yeah. three and D guy. So is Royce O'Neal, obviously. All the pieces are there in theory. It's just like, is it going to work? I don't know if Nash survives the year. I'm going to, um, hot take. I don't know if Nash survives the year. I, there might be a point where he might get deuced out, but I think Kevin and Kyrie's still there. I don't, that's probably less likely to happen, but it would not surprise me if Joe Sai's like, oh, this is not going to work out. And he deuces him out. And then that creates more drama, but that's just me. Now, there is the the sort of after effect of the decision of him to stay. There's been a, some things that have happened. Finally, there's people that have signed places and people that have <laughs> traded and all these things. And even uh, somebody called him out, Durant, on Twitter. Pat Bev like, did. Yeah, it was Pat Bev. What's the hold up, yeah. man? And uh, ironically enough, that's who we'll talk about right now. Pat Bev yeah. is now no longer a... Utah Jazz because he wasn't a Timberwolf. He's now yeah, Los Angeles he was a Jazz Laker for like a week. Yeah, literally. He's now a Laker at the expense of Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. I'm surprised there's not a pick in that deal, but also the Lakers don't have a lot of picks to deal with. But no, yeah. Danny Ainge. Surprised there's not a pick going back with Utah. Before we talk about Pat Bev and his fan of the Lakers, I just want to say it is so ironic that Horton Tucker got traded when. Dude. <sighs> When a few years ago, listener, if you do, if you remember that, or was it last year? It was last, yeah. Last I think it was season, last year, yeah. That part of the holdup of why uh, the Lakers did not get Kyle Lowry in a trade or a signing trade is because they were hesitant to trade Taylor Horton Tucker, and now he's gone. What were For they doing? Much lo- even though Kyle Lowry, like you know, last year, especially in come playoff time, Bad. wasn't great, but like he's still like. A year ago, that would have, you know, on paper, been a good deal for the Lakers. Like, it could have been what they needed. Like, love Russ, and I think I think he can have very much a bounce-back year. But, like, he, I mean, Kyle Lowry would have just been, it would have been more depth, if anything. And like, they probably wouldn't have gotten Russ in that scenario. Yeah, yeah, very true. Like, so, yeah, it is super ironic. It, it, like... I feel like there were teams that were trying to reach out to grab Horton Tucker with better players. And then they end up getting Pat Bev, who I hate to say it. I'm not, I won't say I'm starting to like Pat Bev, but I'm starting to hate him less. I think it's especially because he's not on the Clippers anymore. Yeah, but now that, he's going that, to the other LA team. So I think my hatred for him is back because I kind of liked him in Minnesota last year, but I don't know yeah. if I'm going to like him as a Laker. And it's going to be really interesting seeing him and Russ. Because, I mean, he literally, you know, like like you, when you introduced me at the beginning, you know, live from Edmond, Oklahoma, a lot of Thunder fans around me, right? A lot of Thunder fans. And they very much remember when Pat Bev, you know, quote unquote, intentionally hurt Russ in like uh-huh. one of their playoff runs where they were going to win the finals back in the day, which, I mean, granted, makes sense why they would hold that hatred, but like... Yeah, like it. It'll be really interesting. A lot of it's one of those things where it's like, at least energy wise, they will be insanely good together. We, I don't know how they will be. Just like, I guess in terms of just playing together, but like they both have the ability to rile up a crowd and stuff. Especially Pat Bev, just in terms of how he talks and stuff. Russ is more of like, you know, when he yams one on you, like it gets the crowd going crazy. But like. Pat Bev, it's all about just his character and stuff. And honestly, he's a solid defender too. So like, it'll be just a good addition for him overall. And he can bring a little bit of scoring, not nothing crazy, but like, it's just another slight option for him. 
I mean, he becomes one of their best three-point shooters, and he's not yeah. that good of a three-point shooter. But he did yeah. have a good season last year um, from the Lions, so kudos to him. He is a good defender, but not against Luka Doncic. Let's be clear on the record uh, no, about that. No, who is, though? Uh, we, we thought, ben Simmons. Hey, hey. Ben Simmons. Yeah, but you also thought that... Uh, yes, almost, I know. Mikhail. Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail yeah. Bridges, yeah. yeah. I almost said Miles Bridges. I was like, that's yeah. not right. But this is what I'll say. Maybe, you know in a one game, you know, throughout the year, uh, or the one or two times Ben Simmons will, uh, be good against Luca, but you know, seven game series, man, Luca's going to break you down. Facts. I'm not sure about this fit because I, I don't really know what's about to happen. Like, are you I saying totally, Pat Bev with the Lakers in general? Yeah, because I don't like, okay. there's still, and there's a lot of chatter about it too. So it's not like I'm like man on an Island here, but, I don't know if Russ is going to be around. Like, I totally understand, like, the, the pairing of them would be very interesting, and there's a lot of, like, they contrast each other a lot. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. I don't know if Russ is going to be there. And if they are, great. Like, I'm sure Darvin Ham is working a, a way to make them fit on the floor together at certain points. I'm sure that's not going to be the case all the time. But I, I don't know if that roster's, I mean... There's still a lot of work to do on that roster. There's a there's a lot of people on TikTok, especially that I think are kind of crazy, and that like they they could be a top three or four team in the West. Yeah, pump the brakes in your even if Braun and AD are healthy. Uh, I don't know about that man because I think if they're fully healthy, they probably are in the. They're top six, I, maybe. I, I was gonna say very best six, but like they should be, you know upper bracket play in. Yeah, they're the eight or nine seed, like without a doubt. Like let's yeah. make I mean, your fourth best guy is Austin Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> or fifth best guy. And then you go down the list and it's like Juan Toscano Anderson, uh Thomas Bryant, guys like that that are just not that good NBA players. Let's just be real. Yeah. You know? Um Austin Reeves might be pretty good, but he, this is his second year, so who knows? I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know if they're if he's gonna be around, if Russ is gonna be around. But if he is around, I'll say this. I think it's I think it's interesting. It helps them a lot defensively. They need a leader that's not LeBron, like a vocal leader. And I mm-hmm. think he brings him that and he'll be able to like keep the energy going, especially in like the inevitable like, oh, AD's gonna get hurt for X amount of games. And LeBron is just still kind of carrying the load, obviously from like a stats perspective, but like from a morale and like leadership, like LeBron can't do that all the time either. If he's having to carry so much from like a points and assists thing, Pat Bev will bring that, like he'll like get the guys amped up on like a down night. You know what I mean? It's like try to keep them Mm -hmm. in the game mentally and stuff. So that's a good like locker room fit, I think. Except, I mean, him and Russ in the same locker room together, they have some stuff to obviously work out. But yeah. we'll see what happens there. Makes them, what, 1%, 2% better, man. I mean, you lose THT, who obviously did not have the best of years last year, and he got hurt a little bit. And Stanley Johnson, who became your starter. And, like, he's solid. Like, he's not, like, a like a great NBA player, but, like, he gets he does a lot of dirty work, and, like, he knows his role really well and is a really cheap role player. I don't know, man. I just don't think it moves the needle for them in, in a big way. So... This is kind of my take on it. Um, I don't. Okay, let me ask you this: Is Russ staying? Do you do you really think he's going to be a Laker at the start of the season? I did see um, a really interesting theory. I don't remember it 
completely I, I don't not a theory it was like a potential it was like a four team trade it was between like the Lakers the Jazz the uh maybe it was the Heat and then the uh Knicks and essentially the main things I remember it ended up like Donovan Mitchell going to the uh the Knicks it had Russ and maybe Kent Bazemore I don't know it was some other player going to the Jazz with, like, a couple picks and then the Lakers getting a couple people. I don't remember, but, like, you know, I don't think Russ stays a Laker. They could work it out, at least, and try another year, but I'm not going to be surprised whatsoever if Russ is not a Laker by game one. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Where he goes? Don't really know. Yeah, well... I think if I'm the Lakers, I know there's been a couple trades that have been floating around that would make a lot of sense. I think if I'm the Lakers, I am trying super hard to especially get the trade done between Indiana that sends him and some picks. To that the was Pacers. the other team. Yeah, to for uh, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Because Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, yeah. makes like they that makes them a lot better. Like, yeah. legitimately, that makes them a lot better. Boomer. So, yes. You're bull, buddy. No, it's fine. <laughs> the contra- And the contrasting <laughs> bits of, of former Sooner, Buddy Heald, and former Longhorn, Miles Turner. But that's a whole other story. Um, uh-huh. Anywho. That makes them a lot better because they're two depth pieces. Buddy Heald would become the best shooter on that team, and he would feed off to LeBron. And Miles Turner, albeit he has his own injury history, is versatile enough to be able to play with and without AD, and they would still be a force um, defensively from that regard. So I, I can't... Ah, my brain is not working right now. I cannot remember the other trade that was being floated around. Like, the one where he gets, like, bought out, essentially. Like, there's two places where he, like, gets traded. Oh, it's probably... It's Utah, again, where they would send, like, Bogdanovich and Clarkson for Rus- Westbrook and he gets bought out something like that um there may be another place really good for the lakers it would be too that would be good for their depth as well although i would like yeah yeah, like we talked about a couple episodes ago (laughs) i I want want uh, yes i want both but specific (laughs) specifically clarkson yes 100 percent. they need a better center than thomas bryant backing up uh and damian jones backing up AD, like, let's be real. Yeah. And Miles Turner would be a perfect uh, person to fill that role. Speaking of the Lakers, LeBron signed an extension that's like two years, basically $100 million. Uh, I think it kicks in next year, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it kicks in next year. And it coincides with a player. It has a player option that would allow him to dip for whatever team uh, Bronny gets drafted in if he gets drafted in a couple years thoughts so my opinion lebron james the goat greatest of all time you know people have their takes on one and two between mj braun is still arguably a top 10 player in the league not even arguably maybe arguably top five maybe but that might be a stretch but like that's a lot of money for how old man's is getting he is what thirty seven, yeah, thirty seven, thirty eight, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. 
Because what that it was a hundred mil something for two years, right? That's what she's yeah. That's what it uh-huh. was. Yep. That that's a lot of money, man. Like, keep LeBron, do what you can to, you know. Like, there's no, and especially because he's even saying like he, essentially he wants to stay Laker until Bronny gets drafted and then try to play at least a year with him, which that'll be so cool to see, you know, in the future. But like, I mean, I feel like you could use that money elsewhere. Like, he did not need that much. I don't know that that's just good good for the Lakers for you know securing that for sure maybe they're trying to make it so I I don't even know like who would really I was gonna say maybe it makes them like slightly untradeable like no teams would want to reach out to try to trade because it's it is a lot of money but like I don't know who would want to anyways right but yeah like at this point like there's no reason to trade for him but yeah I mean it it's not surprising, obviously, he's re-signing, but, yeah, again, it's just the money thing. Like, that's that's just a lot of money for Mans, like... Yeah, it definitely yeah. enters their cap space um, a good bit. I know they have, I think, $30 million available next summer, but I don't know if they can do more now, especially because of that extension. Probably not. I don't I remember 80's contract. I think he's got, like... He's three is, more years left. I think he's and, a free agent in twenty six or twenty five. Yeah, his is about uh it's about the 30, same thirty eight mil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the Lakers are also banking on the CBA or not the CBA, the salary cap getting expanded because it's going to with the new TV deals. But it's a lot of money. But it, I mean, he's he's going to stay a Laker the rest of his career until inevitably Bronny gets drafted, and then he's going to go to that team, and then that's the end of the story. Um, as far as it goes for him, crazy that. Except I did see a, today that in the him and his kids were in a magazine. I think it was Slam or SI, something like that. I think it was SI, and he hinted that he would stick around to play with Bryce, his that, other son. And Bryce is what, a sophomore. He's a fr- oh, he's a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah, that. Which, by the way, speaking of that kid, that kid is huge. Yeah, he's what is got he, a six, massive seven? growth spurt. Yes. Yeah. He like that. he was like maybe six feet like last summer, and he got big real yeah. quick. Yeah, he's Super gonna lanky. be like a lot of teams. You know, are gonna try to look at Bronny, and I think obviously Bronny is good, but I mean, what is he even ranked in this class? Do you happen to know off the top he, of your head? I, I I just saw it today because. Now that he's a senior, I think he's ranked 35th. Which, I mean, that's still good. But, you know, Bryce, he, with that heightened athleticism and stuff, like, he has potential to be, like, a top 10 in his class. Yeah, if he can just work out his body, like, work how to use his body, which I'm sure he will. I mean, he's bad as LeBron James. I mean, it's kind of hard to, you know, figure it out whenever you grow seven inches in a week. Right. Right. Like... Yeah, which that that would be crazy because that's like in twenty twenty six when that would happen for and Bryce to be, get in the league. Brian would be like forty two, bro. Yeah, that's insane. Can you How long did Dirk that? play till? How old was he? Dirk was forty one. Okay. One more Lakers bit. This is so random. I this is not on our list. This is just something I remembered that I saw I think yesterday. Did you know Noah that Shaq is a flat earther? Really? Yeah, I will will read this quote. Shaquille O'Neal explains why the earth is flat. I flew 20 hours today. Not once did I go this way. 
I didn't go straight. I didn't tip over. I didn't go upside down. It's still a straight line. You don't go under. End quote. Bro, he he's trolling. <laughs> he has to be. There's no shot. <laughs> Can you imagine? Kyrie's, <laughs> Kyrie's like, yes, I got somebody on my side yeah. finally. Yeah, no. that Join the club. <laughs> yeah, no. Shaq's tall enough to see that the earth literally bends, and he tries to say it's a flat earth. That's crazy. Uh, I... I just wanted to throw you off for a second with that because I thought that's that was so funny. Terrible. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh though. man, so great. Anyways, that, that better be true. The Earth is though. not flat. Uh, to be fair, listener, if you are a flat earther, uh, no Leave. comment. <laughs> no comment. Uh, another thing that's happened in the aftermath of the Durant stuff is the Donovan Mitchell scenario. That has become a lot more difficult now because last night RJ Barrett signed a extension with the Knicks that's four years, one twenty ish million. Also includes this thing called the poison pill provision. Do you do you know about this, Noah? I do not. Okay, so basically from what I understand correctly, it's basically this thing in a contract where the salaries it becomes like a nightmare to like try to match it in a trade. There's only been one other time where a trade with a player that has the poison pill has ever been used. Do you want to guess who, what player that was? It's actually a former Maverick. Was it recent? No, it was in 2008. 2008? <sighs> Maybe like Jason Terry? No, but in that same group, he was a guard. Same group that like made the finals? The, yeah, not the, not the second year, the first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then JJ he came Barea. back. Oh, was it JJ Barea? No, no, no. Well, no, it was not JJ Barea because Barea oh, was it. A... No. Uh, oh, uh, oh, 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 Devin Harris. Yeah. Let's yes. Go. Yep. I believe it was when he got ousted out of Dallas. I think because if it was in 2008, then he was still on the Mavs for a couple of years after, and then they traded him away. Like in 08 for whatever. I can't remember the return. Basically, it makes it really like his salary has to like, it goes one way and then you have to have like triple the amount the other way. It's super, super weird. Um, Crazy. I'm going to try to look up the actual description. Give me your thoughts on RJ staying with the Knicks on the extension and what that means, if they even trade for Donovan now, because now it becomes a little more uh, hard to do so. Yeah, it does make it a little more difficult because you're just running out of cap space. Um, You know, signing RJ Barrett and then signing Jalen Brunson. That's a lot of money to put in those players. But, I mean, RJ Barrett's future looks very bright. They're definitely investing in him, which they should, 100%. RJ Barrett is a great player, and he's only getting better. They just got, if they're going to trade for Donovan Mitchell, he's just probably got to accept a little less. He's got to be, like, I guess okay with it. But, like, do you happen to know how much cap space that leaves them? Not off the top of my head, because I know Julius makes a decent amount, but he has a shorter deal. I think he's a free agent. He might be a free agent after this year, but he's definitely free agent after next year if he's not, because I think he signed a shorter deal. I mean, so if he's making thirty million a year on average, and Brunson is making like twenty five, twenty six, yeah, I mean that's about a third, a little almost half of your cap space right there, uh, in two guys. 
Yeah. Mm, I don't remember. Fournier makes a lot of money right now, too. Uh, That's because of his thing with the Celtics, right? Yeah, yeah. And so and Mitchell Robinson just re-signed there. I think he's got a little bit more money. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay, I have the poison pill definition. For trade purposes, this is according to the ESPN article that they posted last night. The poison pill is computed with a formula. So in this scenario, that would put the Knicks' outgoing salary for a bear trade at $10.9 million, but require the incoming salary for a team acquiring him to be 26.2. And this restriction is only there until July 1st of 2023. So basically, they don't have to send, like, it doesn't have to, the money does not have to match. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Wait, does it mean he go, if he got traded to another team, he could get paid less or he would no, get paid more no 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 it doesn't affect the payment it just affects like how the trade could work because technically you're not trying to match salary as close as possible you're trying to oh. it's basically like gymnastics <laughs> like you're trying to do more in order to okay. fit the provision according to the formula interesting so That's like for example confusing. they also say in the article like if rj got traded to the jazz for example in a donovan mitchell trade they would have to find a third team new york with salary cap space in order to redirect evan fournier's contract oh he's making 37 million i think over the next couple of years makes it just infinitely harder like you would have to have a third team in a donovan mitchell to the knicks scenario at this point that's basically what it comes down to because the salaries have to fit the provision as opposed to the salaries have to match he deserves it like he's a star like he's so good um, and he needs to be the number one guy. Like of the three guys that make a ton of money on the Knicks, he has to be the lead guy, and mm-hmm. probably Brunson needs to be two, and Randall probably needs to be three um, in order for yeah. them to be pretty good. Do I still think that they're a playoff team? Probably not, because there's other teams that are better than them by a, a good margin in the East. Yeah, um, probably a playing team, but who knows? I think it's good money for him because. In the long term, when you think about how the cap space is going to expand, that's a good deal. Like, that's going to look good here in a couple of years. It doesn't look that great now, but it's going to look good here in about two. Kudos to the Knicks for doing that. But I do think that now Mitchell's staying because, like I said, it's just going to be way too hard to try to make it all work without I mean, is RJ the Knicks or... the only team at this point you think he would go to? I mean, obviously, no, he doesn't he... necessarily have a... Right. There's been... Real Something say, came but... out earlier this week that he is interested in, like, the in the Heat, I'm pretty sure. Like, he's thought about the Heat. I still think that's probably the best fit for him. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I think he's staying. <laughs> as much as yeah. I hate saying that, I think he's staying. Because I don't see the point of him being Utah there anymore. Like, it just it doesn't fit. Like, clearly they want to do something else. They want to try to rebuild or they're like signaling signaling that they're wanting to rebuild and now they have all this stuff. I I don't know. I just don't, I don't see how he would like being in that position. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess it makes the jazz a little bit of a better team, but like, I mean, it's not like they're shooting for playoffs anyways. They're shooting for rebuild. Yeah. And they're going to be a nightmare defensively because they don't have their best defensive player anymore. So, Anywho, quick disclaimer here. Two days after we recorded, Donovan Mitchell got traded to the Cavs for a massive haul. So we'll talk about that in the next episode. Is that all the NBA stuff? 
I feel like that's all uh, NBA stuff. Or am I missing? Well, well we Ma- that, yes, that's right. Mavs are playing on Christmas. I Hallelujah. I'm so excited. Okay, Noah, I, uh, if if I can, I'm getting tickets to that game and you're coming with me. Does that sound like a deal? Shoot, say less. <laughs> let me let me know about that for real. <laughs> okay. I uh the second it dropped, I we have like the Facebook family group chat or whatever. And uh I sent it out, I was like, Hey dad, by the way, uh Mavs play against the Lakers on Christmas at home. I don't need anything else for Christmas. And uh, Josh is going to be with his girlfriend in New York and said that was like, I'm in New York. I was like, all right, so it's cheaper for just the three of us (laughs) than for me, you and uh, you being my dad and Luke. Yeah. So and he he just laughed at it. It was like, we'll see. But Uh, it's probably not. But that's fine. Well, I'll try to I'll try to hook you up, man. We we might go to Mexico. I know, I know. We might go to Mexico for Christmas, but if we don't, I already told my mom that's my Christmas gift. Like, <laughs> just buy me tickets for that. Yeah. So, and I'll be yeah. happy. But yeah, that's exciting. I'm glad that we're finally playing a Christmas game at home. I don't like yeah. that we're the one thirty game. That's my one bit about. that. Uh-oh. I feel like it's a little too early. I wish we were the four o'clock kind of prime time Christmas game. But also we're competing against the NFL or the NBA is competing against the NFL this year because Christmas is on a Sunday. So Oh right. So there will be a lot of games going on at the same time. Which kind of is a good segue into the NFL because now that's what we're gonna talk about and I'm gonna talk less and Noah's gonna talk more because this is just what happens. Oh Cowboys play Christmas Eve. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Cowboys play Christmas I was checking. Eve. Yeah yeah. Do they play, are they here or away? I think they're away. They are where is it? Uh, they got to be away. The, they no, it is Philly at Cowboys oh. Christmas Eve. Oh, okay, never mind. Three thirty totally, game. Totally missed that. Uh, I'll probably be watching that from whatever green room if I'm here. Whatever green room at whatever church campus I'm at that day. Uh, uh, to yeah. be fair, <laughs> if I'm leading worship, let's start with Deshaun Watson. The suspension is now official. It was six games. Now it is thirteen. I think right. it's 11. 11, yes. Yes, because they, pl- check it, they play week 13 against Houston. That's when he's eligible yeah. to come back. Because they, yeah. they have a bye week and all that. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's enough? Do you think it's just right? I absolutely agree with the fact that he's getting suspended. Part of me thinks he should never play an NFL game again. But, like, it, it's, like, it's kind of tough to speak on because it's like, he technically, technically beat all of the allegations as far as I know. But, like, when you have so many allegations against you, like, I don't know how a team would even want to sign you. But also, the NFL is weird with how they suspend people. Because mm-hmm. this is an 11-game su- suspension, right? Freaking uh, Calvin Ridley gambled, like, on one or two, or, like, some NFL games, I don't remember the exact number. He's banned for the entire season. Yeah. Like, how is that worse than whether he's guilty or not? These allegations that come up against a player, you know? And then, like... Uh, by the way, that is bad. Let's not... Like, let's be clear that what Calvin really did is bad. Like, oh, don't do yeah, that. No, but, but also, like, I agree with you about... But, like, not how is that, that a whole season while Deshaun Watson gets 11 games? Correct. And then, like... What is it? Uh, D Hop suspended for I think six games, for I think it had to do something with a uh, not narcotics, but like 
I, I guess marijuana. I'm not exactly, I don't remember exactly. I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, it was for uh, performance enhancing drugs. That's and right. then, yes. Yeah. And then Hopkins, whenever he got suspended, this is his exact quote in my 10 year NFL career, I've never tested positive for using performance enhancing drugs. To learn that my November test came back with trace elements of a banned substance, I was confused and shocked. I'm very mindful of what I put in my body, and I've always taken a holistic approach, so I'm working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. But even as careful as I am, clearly I wasn't careful enough for that. I apologize. Well, I never want to let my team down. fully intend to get to the bottom of this. I'll share when I got more. That's a six-game suspension for essentially an accident. I don't know. They're so... I'm trying to think of an appropriate word to use like the NFL, like they're so like, you know, not demanding, just hard on the fact of like certain things and they let slide other things. Right. Like, I mean, do you remember the Kareem Hunt incident a few Uh years ago? I sure do. And he was, I mean, he's playing in the NFL again. I'm sure he's, you know, turned for the better, but like, it's a little ridiculous sometimes what the NFL bans and what, not bans, but like, suspends players for and Ooh, what they yes. don't suspend players other players for and stuff you know so i mean it, it's interesting now for the browns as a team if deshaun watson was playing they would be a little scary for sure because they have i mean they have um odell or odell not who i was trying to say uh amari cooper now for the cowboys because we traded him because i guess him and Dak stopped getting along which you know it's fine i'm i'm per- as a Cowboys fan, I'm perfectly fine with having a CD as our number one. I think he ended up being better than Amari. Amari is really good, but he drops a lot of balls. But now they got uh, Jacoby Brissett holding it down. He's not that guy. Um, Baker is better than Jacoby Brissett, and they let him walk for a seventh round, which is unbelievable. But on paper, they will not be a great team. They still got Nick Chubb, who's a very solid running back. And Kareem Hunt, who, like, that duo is one of the best duos in the league, you know? But I don't think their O-line got... They have a pretty solid defense, but I don't think their O-line got any better. I I think, as a matter of fact, it got worse. In that division, they got... It's the Browns, the Steelers, the Ravens, and the uh, Bengals. In order, it'll be... Bengals, Ravens. I think the Browns beat out the Steelers. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how whatever quarterback takes over for Pittsburgh. We'll see how that goes because they still have a great offense. It just depends on the quarterback situation and they still have an amazing defense. So honestly, I'll probably say Pittsburgh over the Browns. The Browns might. I'd have to look at their schedule, but just if I had to guess, like they go five and I guess 12, seven. Maybe won seven games, but okay, all right. But that—that's just how I kind of feel. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's not enough. I agree. He never—he needs to never play ever again. It's too much, too many allegations to not be concerned and to just kind of let it not let it slide. Obviously, because he's getting punished, but like and having to pay a five million dollar fine. But it's just. Not great. Not a great look for the league to not give him a year. I think a year would have been the base minimum based on like all the stuff that has come out. And like you said, like technically he's defeated everything, but like, has he though? Like really, if you have all these women coming out against you, I don't know, man, it's just not, 
not my favorite. Like it's one thing if it's one, maybe two. Sure, sure. But he has how many? Like, Isn't it over like thirty? Yeah, over yeah, 20, like twenty, 30, thirty yeah. plus. Like, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. That is a behavioral pattern that has not been addressed clearly, and need that something needs to be done about it. And not, I don't think enough is being done. Uh, I do agree that definitely hurts. Obviously, the Browns. Um, surprised they are just going to roll with Brissett. You know, kind of staying on the sidelines of trying to get somebody else. I mean, who knows what they do when Deshaun comes back. I mean, this is just now a wasted year for them. So, went went to that. They could have traded for the guy that I want to mention next. The guy who's now the highest paid uh, backup quarterback in the NFL. That His name is Jimmy Garoppolo. Because they restructured uh, his yeah. deal, the Niners did, for Trey Lance insurance. What do you think about that? I'm, I'm surprised that he's staying there, personally. I'm surprised that he's staying in a way, but I'm also like, I don't know a team that would truly want Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't. I guess the Browns, you know, he's he's better than Jacoby Brissett. He's better than Marcus Mariota Bats. for the Falcons. He's better than... Uh, well, I mean, hold on. Is Mario starting? Is he going to start? Honestly, I don't even know anymore. At first, it was like a sure thing, but I don't even remember now. Because I, I mean, I have not. I don't. I'm not a Falcons fan. I don't keep up with that stuff. Yeah. But I, I keep seeing a lot of Desmond Ritter, like talk. So maybe he's the guy. I don't know. Anyway, go on. Yeah. I mean, we'll see about that whole thing. The Falcons are going to be an L team this year for sure. Facts. I could have maybe seen if the Saints were done with like Jameis Winston, I could see him maybe going there. The thing with Jameis is he's a very high risk, high reward, very Max. high risk, very high reward. Because his last year on the uh, Bucks, he was one of the leading QBs for uh, both uh, yard, like throwing yards and uh, interceptions. Mm-hmm. So like he goes harder, he goes home. But yeah, obviously the Saints are trying another year at least with that, which I think they should. But and the Saints should be better. But I'm not a Jimmy G guy. He somehow they they beat us in the playoffs and they made it to the uh, freaking NFC Championship it despite having won. despite having like Jimmy Garoppolo holding it down. Like they have such a good receiving core with Debo with. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and they have like 14 running backs that they can just shift <laughs> through and stuff. Like, Including uh, I mean, Debo they start... Samuel. <clears throat> yeah, honestly, I, I think he's trying to pull away from that. Right, that's part of the for thing him. with his new deal. Yes. Yeah, which I, I, I don't, I think they should be able to use him in the rare situation, but it shouldn't be their main go-to. But Agreed. I mean, I don't think Trey Lance honestly is that guy either, but you know, I I'm willing to be proven wrong in that sense. We'll see what how his first full year as starter goes and stuff. But um, yeah, that, that's, I guess that's kind of my take on that. Yeah, I feel like the only logical place that Jimmy could have gone would have been Seattle. And I totally understand why San Francisco was like, we're not going to trade into a divisional rival. Like, I totally understand yeah. that. And now Seattle's going to be a very L team because you're starting Geno Smith, a quarterback. So nothing against Geno, but there are other people that are better than him, clearly. I mean, it's fine, I guess. Like, there's no trade clause, and there's another thing that's in there, like, an incentives if he gets to be the starter again. San Francisco really confuses me sometimes, because on paper, like you said, they have a, a lot of great pieces in place on both sides of the ball. Yeah. But, like, it seems like there's, I don't know, I don't know what's what's the thing that's kind of holding them back. Is it is it 
GM? Is it Shanahan? Is it lack of execution? Is it weird philosophy? Is it things like this? I don't know. They're just really confused because they seem like a team that should be like in the upper echelon of the NFC. And they are. But like, I guess, yeah. But they should be like, if you really think about it, like they should be at the level of the Rams and the Bucks, and the, I guess they are. But are they? You never know. I would like to think that last year against the Packers and the divisional or whatever, or I guess the yeah, I think that's the divisional, yes, the, the second round of playoffs. Yes, um, I'd say that's a fluke. Like definitely overachieving for sure. Yeah, it, it, honestly. It's essentially like the Mavericks beating the Suns. Like it, it was that kind of thing, except I get I th- I would say in comparison the Mavs were better than the 49ers were. If that makes sense, yes. It's hard to translate that over, but like, yeah. No, but I like get what you're saying. the 49ers of this past year are going to be a very similar team to like the Dolphins of this year because the mm, Dolphins yeah. have great receiving core now with. Right. Um, they got Tyreek Hill. They got Jalen Waddle. They have Cedric Wilson, and they have a local, a local uh, from a local uh, lad. Timber, Timber Creek High School. Uh, we used to play them in sports. Uh, Eric Enzukama, or however you say his name, but uh, yeah, he he played at a Tech. He's really really freaking good, and apparently he's competing for that wide receiver three spot. But anyways, not the point. They have uh, great running backs. Uh, it's just gonna, and they have a pretty solid defense as well. Uh, they'll be able to. Com- they should easily get a wild card spot. They. I don't think they win their division because the bill. It's the Bills here to lose the Super Bowl. That's my early Super Facts. Bowl prediction. But I think that's everybody's. But um, yeah, like the one thing about the Dolphins this year is going to be is to a really like should they be investing into Tua. Essentially, this is Tua's big year to make or break himself. I agree. I agree on that. Sorry. Went a little off track. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I forgot about this with basketball stuff. So let's kind of roll back to the NBA really quick. Because you mentioned Oklahoma City. You mentioned the Thunder. We totally forgot to to talk about the fact that they just lost their draft pick for the year. Chet Holmgren uh, played a pro-on game and he uh, messed his knee up and he's out for the year. Thoughts on that? (sighs) And condolences to your friend who definitely thought the Thunder were going to make the playoffs. And now they're definitely not going to, I mean, they're definitely not either way, Overall, but like, I'm eh. very, yeah. Like I'm, I'm very sad for the Thunder. I, I too was excited to see how Chet played. It was a little funny just to like, kind of tease my buddy about it. But like overall, like it, I, I don't wish that on, you know, no, I'm going to say well, everybody, anybody in the league really right. like, Unless you hurt Luca, then I hope you get hurt while hurting Luca. That's the only thing I'll say. But like, <laughs> you know, knock on wood. Anyways, um, speaking of Luca, he's been killing it in like the overseas boy. He ball. looking slim too. Boy, yeah. boy, he yeah, looking slim. He's got that hook shot now too. Anyways, dude, his bag is insane. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying, okay, well now they're just gonna throw the entire year to get um to Victor, get Victor. But the thing is, like, there's no reason to get him. If you got Chet. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no reason to get both. If you didn't get Chet and you got uh, either, why am I blanking on the other two picks? Jabari Parker, right? And then uh, Paulo. Oh, J- Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, sorry. Jabari Smith and uh, Paulo. Like, if you got one of those and they were the ones that got hurt, like, yes, tank for um, Victor. But, like, 
Chet and Victor are essentially the same player. Victor's probably going to be better, but like, there's no reason for that. But uh, the Thunder will still, you know, I think they'll still be better than they, what they were because they, they drafted really well this year. I agree. They drafted insanely well. So that's why, you know, in the next, I mean, five years from now, they should be a top team like in the West on if everything goes according to plan they could pretend they have the potential they have the potential honestly to become a dynasty like the Warriors are and stuff but like you know that's all very wishful thinking and stuff and their plans already starting to get a little spoiled but right it's you know Chet had a great uh summer league and stuff but I mean the second he literally got hurt guarding LeBron and like the one play like the one time he plays against an actual NBA player that's like bulky whatsoever, like he gets hurt. Like, and I kind of teased my buddy about it because he was like, whenever he on the play he got hurt, Braun like missed the layup or whatever. It was some, I guess, 360 layup or something. I don't know. He missed it, and my buddy let me know. He was like, But that's good defense. And I was like, But wouldn't you rather have Braun made the layup and Chet not get hurt? And he was like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Quick correction here, Chet Holmgren suffered a foot injury, not a leg injury. Okay, no more disclaimers, I promise. Yeah, man, it stinks, for real. Like, you'd never want to see a guy get hurt, especially, like, for him to lose his rookie year already. Like, that's a bummer. I think it's also a bummer if you're Josh Giddy, because I think Giddy was really going to thrive were, off of playing yeah. with Chet because they were really good together during Summer League, and they were already building chemistry. So, that stinks for him as far as like his playmaking and just like building that camaraderie with him. Cause they're going to be like their top two guys or two of their top three, depending on if they have SGA still around, but mm-hmm. it's a bummer, man. It really is. And they've got pieces to not fully, fully tank because they drafted it a decent amount of rookies and they're all pretty solid. And they have guys returning from last year that have improved. Blue door still a great facts, like great player, three and D guy. Yeah. But. Who knows, man, who knows what, what will happen there, how they treat the year. Because I felt like they weren't going to really tank tank like they have the last couple of years, and it seems like that's going to happen again. But I agree, they should not go after Victor uh, because he is the same player as Chet. If they get that ways. first pick, though, like if they did it, tank honestly. enough, yeah, trade it, and they'll be yeah, able to fall. get Yeah. Yeah, they especially for those teams that would desperately need him. Like a Spurs, for example, it seems like it seems like the Spurs are like the most like a logical place for Victor to end up being. At, yeah, but that's just my opinion. Anywho, back to the NFL. Let's get this out of the way, and then we'll do uh, the last three. Let's get the the Bills stuff out of the way first. Okay. Um, so I'm sure, listener, if you know by now, if you haven't, the Bills had a punter. His name was or his nickname was Punt God. Uh, this fella goes by the name of, let me get the pronunciation right here. I don't know why it dropped all the way down to the bottom. Matt Ariza. He is from San Diego State. He was drafted this year. He is a rookie, or was a rookie, I guess. And he is no longer on the Bills because he was named in a lawsuit, or was accused of rape, uh, of being a part of a gang rape. And if you have read the... Uh, like the documents about what happened, it's absolutely brutal. I it's, was reading it yeah. um, the other day, and it is absolutely disgusting on so many levels. The Bills deserve some credit for cutting him. They also yeah. deserve some flack for, apparently they knew about this for about a month and they didn't do anything about it. 
not great. I I think it's right that he's out out of the team because that you like that's very very bad. Yeah, very it's very terrible. Bad. And like, and not to mention, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, rape is awful and never should be done. But also to make matters even worse, it was against a minor, a uh, seventeen. Correct. So like, I mean, to make matters from go from a ten out of ten bad to an eleven out of ten bad, like it's it's terrible. Good, great job on the Bills for getting rid of him. I guess you know the tough thing is he had the name Punk God for a reason. He really is one of the best punters I think that college ball has really ever seen. But like, it doesn't matter. Like it, it's it's disgusting of him to whether he was. I mean, he was he was a part of it, but even if he was just associated with it, like in some way, it's still terrible. And I saw things where it was like apparently a lot of San Diego State just they knew about it. Dude, that like, that program, that athletic department is notoriously bad about the way they try to cover up allegations because there's a lot of bad stuff that happens. Yeah, over there. I mean, it's, yeah, Cali, like a wild, wild state, especially for college. And San Diego State is one of those wilder colleges. Um, but yeah, and like going off what you said with like, apparently the Bills did know about it. It could have been also one of those things where it's like, I guess, similar to the Watson thing, I guess. But like, maybe they wanted to wait until there were more concrete facts you know, more uh, evidence on it. Yeah. So that's why they may have waited a little bit. Cause I mean, there's been lives ruined by fake allegations mm-hmm. on people, Yep. which, you know, I don't think this is an unpopular opinion. Fake allegations should be jail for that person. But any, anywho, like obviously the allegations, you know, they're more real and stuff. Good job on the, uh, essentially just good job on the bills for re- doing what they need to do and releasing him. That kid should never play a single game in the nfl nor i mean any other league really um needs to you know be in jail for a long long time not not a good look not a good look okay got that out of the way let's jump to your team the team of this city we them boys the baby. boys and the yeah. unfortunate entry of tyron smith yeah um that's a tough one he's been he's just get starting to get old man like he was so good for so long and the thing is he still is pretty good but he's just so injury prone at this point they're moving uh like our other guy why am i blanking on the name zach martin they're they're starting to move him around and stuff see where he can play at because he's easily the best guy on that line he was part of like that original group that like was insane with like travis frederick leary Tyron Smith, uh, I can't remember the other guy, but like there there's we've had six or seven insane guys all on the same team at once. I think what we need to try to do, I don't remember do you happen to remember like what the degree of his injury was? I think it I think I remember hearing like ten ish weeks maybe. Yeah, something like that. I was reading somewhere between six to ten, I think. Okay. Well, part of me thinks what you can do also it depends you know how our season's going if our season is going down the toilet and there's like no real hope of like us getting a playoff spot i just don't think you play him like i think you try to move on from him see if you i don't know what his contract situation is but there are other teams i think would still try to use him maybe you can trade him for something even like a fourth or fifth round pick he he's just getting to that point in his career where he's on the downfall um but he i mean experience wise he's such 
a great asset to the team moving forward what the Cowboys need to do is what we did you know a few years back when we got like Tyron Smith and some of those guys we need to spend the next two to three years spending our first two to three draft picks on O-line that are like looking to be great and stuff like um, unless like you know someone like CD falls into our lap again because I remember when we drafted CD at the time we were looking for a defense but CD dropped to us and so I feel like we had to take him and obviously as a sooner guy I was very happy to but um and I knew he would be great but like yeah that, that's just what we need to do uh moving forward draft wise we just need to start picking up o-line or if we're in a win now mode you know make the call make the right calls to get the right guys on our team unfortunate not great for just thinking about the the weapons on the team like Dak is gonna have have his work cut out for him which I feel like we say that every year with him but yeah it's a bummer I don't have much else to add because I think you hit everything else on the head do you mind if I add something else to just Cowboys please so I think you might have mentioned it I don't remember but uh Josh Gordon just recently I think he got released he got Um, cut by the Chiefs today Okay, yeah, so that honestly could be a good pickup for um, the Cowboys because James Washington's out, Michael Gallup is still out. I don't remember, I'm blanking on some of our other receivers that we're going to have, but essentially it's mainly going to be CD and honestly Dalton Schultz are going to be our two main receivers. Like, we, um, at least starting out in the year, like, we got to... We got to try and make another move real quick. Um, Josh Gordon's, you know, pass is a little um, shaky. Yeah, a little a little shaky. Um, I'm sure he's improved. But, I mean, if we know anything about Jerry Jones, he likes, I mean, this is, I guess this isn't an original thought taking your saying there. But, uh, I mean, Matt, he, uh, me and him were talking about it earlier. Jerry Jones loves, loves his guys with uh, troubled pasts. Randy Gregory sure. is a big example of that. True. Yeah, and like Randy Gregory, I think has very much improved since then in terms of just how he is as a person. But I, I don't remember what his his might have been having to do with uh drugs. But it'd be it'd be very nice to pick him up, just get us a little bit more depth in that role. Then once Gallup comes back, uh, if he does, I can't remember his timeline. I believe I keep thinking everybody's out for the first ten games, and honestly, it might be true. But once we get Gallup back and stuff, I don't know what. James Washington's deal is with his injury but yeah it would just be nice to have more depth in that sense especially since we got rid of Cedric Wilson and stuff too so right right what's the deal with Tom Brady dude what do you what do you think it is I don't know man he he's had a weird summer like he retired and then hung out with Ronaldo and then was like (laughs) nah I'm good like let me come back real quick you know got Julio apparently they're thriving but like i uh, and then got the deal from fox oh yeah after he retires again and starts broadcasting yeah like i mean good for him but yeah i mean that that's an interesting take i think you probably have a little more to say on that than i do i i'm worried that it's stuff happening at home with giselle i really think it is because i'm sure what do you mean i'm sure giselle is not thrilled that he's uh wanting to come back wanting to come back because she was really happy about him retiring, from what I understand, because she wants him to be around with the kids more. Because his kids are older, you know, it's not like they're young and 
you know, like, yeah. he needs to be around, like, really present in their lives, which I totally, totally get that. Like, should do that yeah. 100%. I have read the rumor that it may be Mass Singer. I don't know. That just seems, like, too odd to do in an for a guy who is the greatest quarterback of all time, who has all that, like, everything you could ever ask for in a player to leave the middle of training camp to go be a part of that for two weeks just seems really odd. It doesn't add up in my brain. Yeah. But maybe it is. I don't know. I guess we'll find out, but yeah. But he's back now, right? Like I think he is. uh, Yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. It's not like he needs to be there all the time because he's 45 and you know, like he's old. So he doesn't need to be around. He really is 45. He is bro. So, in that regard, it's not like he has to be around for everything, but I don't know. I just, I I don't want to assume that because that just means that th- bad things are happening in his personal life. But I have a yeah. suspicion that it is, especially with the it, way it, that he came out in that press conference when he came back the other day and was like, I'm 45 years old. I've got a lot of S word going on at home or in my life yeah. or whatever he said. So, I don't know. I hope it's not that, and if it is, I hope it gets resolved quickly. Because also, yeah. I think him and Giselle are good together. I think they're good for each other. Yeah, well, hopefully it doesn't, you know, damage their marriage too much. Right, right. So, but. Um, okay, we are almost at the end here, listener. A not a long episode with us, surprisingly. Not a <laughs> super long episode yet. We're going to talk fantasy football um, now to Let's end go. our show. Uh, we have a league under this podcast name that is full. Um, so shout out to all 10 of the guys that are in the league. I'm very excited about it. Um, we draft in a few days. It's going to be fun. Um, Noah's in the league, of course. It's mm-hmm, mainly mm-hmm. all the voices you've heard, for the most part, like on the show and a couple other friends that have yet to appear on the show, but who I would love to have on the show at some point. But it's going to be super fun. Where do you want to start? Because this is your this was your little uh, topic idea that you threw in. I mean, yeah, I mean... I'll just, I guess I'll start like a little backstory. Love me some fantasy football. Uh, I've been in two leagues the past two years. I was in one league before this year. I am now in three since Dennis invited me to this one. Uh, Most of the time they're a little bit of money leagues. Uh, Nothing crazy like $20 buy-ins. I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy. Like the most I would do is maybe 50 because, but I'm not going to, you know, some people are out here doing $150 buy-ins. I'm like, Nah, I'm good on that. I'm okay mentally losing twenty to fifty bucks. <laughs> you know, I, I I've had fairly successful years. Last year, I won I won uh one of my bigger money leagues because well, I say bigger money, but it was bigger money because there was a few more people in it. And then I got fourth in the other league that I personally run with some of my a different group of friends back in Texas. And then the year before, I won that league for the first year. But, um, I mean, it's about that time where, you know, fantasy is great because it gets you to, like, be able to uh, pay attention to a bunch of the other games. That's why I kind of, you know, I'm going to talk, I was going to talk to you about this as well. I would love to do some, try out some fantasy basketball when that time comes because it gets me to pay attention to, it gets me to pay attention to these other teams and stuff, um. I still don't fully know everything, you know, but it at least clues me in on, you know, overall who's doing. And fantasy doesn't always completely translate to just how a team is and stuff. But right. I mean, it does it. Enough, it gives you enough general knowledge on certain players, how they're doing and stuff. Um, 
injuries all uh, like you always are able to keep up with injuries in that way i'll kind of so i've had one draft i have another draft tomorrow night and then our draft is when is it sunday night sunday night okay i think i set it at 7 30 because i tried to set it at seven and it said that the time was full which like how is it gonna be full is it like too many people on the server espn probably i don't know but anyway yeah Yeah. yeah anyways so this is in the league that i uh i personally run it's it's a 10 man league it's a i think we're doing a 25 dollar buy-in this year nice. uh, i had the 10th pick in our 10 man okay did y'all snake so it's it's snake yeah, okay, yeah. So, you had so 10 and 11 yeah i had so yeah for listening if you don't know how snake drafts work for the first round i was the 10th pick but of the second round i was the uh first pick of the second round so then i wouldn't get another pick until the last pick of the third round which is good and bad in a way but you get two very solid players and then you gotta wait a while but so my team this year this is for uh forklift certified that's the team nice. name don't wear it out <laughs> ain't none of y'all forklifts certified anyways um so i got jalen hurts joe mixon david montgomery justin jefferson Pittman jr dalton schultz i got marquise brown at my flex i have the packers defense but typically how i play with defenses unless i have a really solid one i try to keep them the whole year but i kind of pick up based off matchups and stuff denver broncos kicker and then on my bench i got cordell patterson which we'll see how he does this year he's projected way lower now i got alan lazard who should ideally be the number one for green bay at this point i got ramondre steven uh, Stevenson, who he was the running back for OU last ah, year. Yes, he was yes, a yes. he was a rookie on the Patriots, and he traded a decent amount of time with uh, James White and stuff. And uh, I think it's James White. He had ten touchdowns, and then Ramondre had like eight and played significantly less time. And now James White is retired. Yeah. So I guess I'm thinking uh, Damian Harris. I think is who I'm thinking of. But yeah. Anyways, he's looking to be a starter um other quarterback i got two really solid quarterbacks i have jalen hurts and i got russell wilson oh not bad so yeah i'm looking forward to that uh i picked up dawson knox the tight end from the bills he was solid. great for me in one of my leagues last year because he would only have like two receptions for eight yards but he'd have yeah, two touchdowns be, yep, be both so touchdowns. like yeah he's a great red zone threat um but he's he's still probably gonna stay as my backup for the most part because i like dalton schultz he gets a little more targets and some more targets than uh Dawson Knox typically does I got Julio on my bench he was like one of my last picks people kind of forgot about him he's on the Bucks now and like I said earlier like him and Tom apparently have been meshing really well it could be kind of like a last Julio's kind of coming towards the end of his career his very 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 dominant career just as like a solo player essentially aside from the one year where they made the Super Bowl but like he I mean he could have a great year at Tampa Bay, so we'll see. He'll probably ride my bench for the most part. And then I picked up uh, Madison, the backup for the Vikings. So Oh, Alex Madison, the backup yeah, yeah, to yeah. Dalvin. Uh, yes. Were you referring to uh, Michael Pittman from the Colts? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's, I just wanted to yeah. be sure. I was like, Which I think he'll be yeah, he'll really be, yeah. good with He's their Matt number Ryan. one or number two receiver. He's right? our number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. our number one, yeah. Cause is he, T.Y. Hilton still there? He is, but he's but like obviously a million, he's older so. and hurt and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's not bad. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm liking it. Uh, I was very surprised Justin Jefferson dropped to me at ten. Yeah. Uh, I had I will say 
I'm nervous about this. I had the chance to pick up both um, Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams Ooh. as good yeah, receivers. But, that but I was risky, like, I, I need a good running back. Yeah, I needed a good running back, so I got Joe Mixon, and their line got a ton better. Yeah, so, they did. Um, partially thanks to the Cowboys, I believe. They did. They, They're, yeah. Man, Bengals are going to be really good The Bengals are going to be nice. And uh, Matthew, who I've already mentioned once, he uh, he had the ninth pick, so he had the ninth pick and then the twelfth pick. So his first pick was Jamar Chase, who I was actually hoping to grab. But I'm fine with Justin Jefferson. He he picked up Jamar and then Devontae. So his his running backs are hurting, but his receiving core. I actually play in week one. His receive or his running backs are Brees Hall, the rookie for the Jets. Yeah. And then, uh, Elijah Mitchell, who Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He he's solid, but I you know the San Francisco has so many running backs that they just run through because they all, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately end up getting hurt <laughs> getting and hurt, stuff. Yeah. So Yep. Yeah, we'll see how he does. That's not but, a bad team, I mean, man. Projection wise, I'm you know that's obviously the season doesn't start for another two weeks, but it's I'm projected third just based off the draft. So we'll see. Well, I got a week another from draft. Thursday, man. Yeah, I got another draft uh, tomorrow where I'm the seventh pick out of. Let me double check. Seventh pick out of uh, twelve. So okay. that's a little tougher. I don't like that as much. I typically want and like a top four or a bottom four pick just because you can grab those players a little quicker. Now it's always right. like, okay, I'm always middle of the ground. So. Right, right. That's what I was going to ask you. What is your preferred spot? But you kind of already answered that. Like if you were in a draft, yeah. like, if you were I, in like a 10 team like, league like ours, like for our league, like you would want to be like in the three, I, four. I would like a top three or a bottom three. Okay. Yeah. If like in our league, so you know, just set that up for me. We don't have to air this. We don't have to air this part. You know, just yeah, yeah. I, I'll slide you the money under the table. You know. No, but um. If that yeah, actually so, happens on Sunday when it's randomized, I oh will gosh, it's die be, laughing. I will yeah. die laughing. This year, I would like the first pick because I Johnson Taylor should ideally be the first pick in pretty much any draft. Right. And if Johnson you're not, Taylor you're was crazy. awesome, and the in the league I won last year. My team was pretty disgusting because I had Johnson Taylor. My team was so good, especially my receiving core, which I'll go over here in a second. It was so good. I had Washington's backup uh, running back, J.D. McKissick, having to start most of the year, and I was still destroying everybody because I had David Montgomery, and he was hurt a decent amount. But, yeah, I had him, and then I had three of the top five wide receivers in the league. I had Cooper Cup. I had Debo Samuel and I had Stephon Diggs. Yeah, that's disgusting, bro. So that's it, yeah, it was it was I I won that league running Carson Wentz as my starting quarterback for the most part. That's disgusting, bro. Originally, I drafted Russ, but you know, yeah, that rough year, so. rough year last year. Should have a bounce back. Not bad, man. Not bad. Yeah, I'm excited. I I like fantasy football because, like you said, it keeps me updated. Because I don't like football. Like I just I try to, and like I've gotten like less interested in it at the expense of liking more like European soccer and watching more hockey and and stuff like that. But I do like fantasy because it does keep me updated and it keeps me kind of in tune with the league somewhat. Um, Especially since I don't have a team, like I don't really have, I don't claim anybody. Like obviously I'm from Dallas, Fort Worth. You're a Cowboys fan. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Nope. You're a Cowboys fan. Shut up. I'm not. I'm not. Shut up. I do not own a single piece of Cowboys here. Shut up. I will change that. What do you mean you'll change that? You're going to give me something? No. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. (laughs) Happy late birthday. (laughs) 
gosh. Yeah. Oh gosh, no. Please don't do that. Anyways, yeah, I don't I don't have a team, so the, it kind of makes me interested cuz I I like not having a team. I like kind of just rooting for players. Being a neutral fan. Yeah, like I've always kind of been that way with NFL. Like I root for players. Like I love Drew Brees. I know a lot of people don't like Aaron Rodgers, but I like Aaron Rodgers the player a lot. Um, I think he's really, yeah, really great. He, he's kind of a diva at this point. Yeah. But, oh yeah. I mean, he's still one of the. I mean, currently he's a top three quarterback, yeah. arguably, but like he could be. He's he's one of the greats, I think. Yeah, and I like so. like current guys. Like I like Joe Burrow a lot. I like Josh Allen a lot. I know I'm naming off quarterbacks here, um, but anyway, you get my point. So that's that's how I go into it, and it, I kind of know enough to kind of get by. And I've had some success over over the years, not like a ton, but it's worked out yeah. a decent amount. So I'm excited. It's going to be a fun time. Um, yeah. Am I missing anything from our list slash anything that um, you thought of while we were recording that we need to discuss? Because I feel like we fit everything. I think I think we did. Yeah. Um, early Super Bowl prediction, I guess. You know, Bills. Do you have a team from the NFC? The NFC is a little tougher because the Bill, like, or not the Bills. The AFC is so stacked. The AFC should win the Super Bowl no matter what for the next right. like, three years. Yeah. Three four years. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say. I'll give you two from each. I'm going to say Bills and Rams. And then if it's not the Bills, it's the Bengals. And if it's not the Rams, I guess it's the Bucks. I feel like it has to be. I would really, yeah. I would really like a Brady Burrow Super Bowl. I would like that, it love would be like old that. versus young, like passing of the torch in a lot of ways. Like, oh, I would love that so much. Um, but who knows? Who knows if that'll happen? Where is the Super Bowl this year? I already forgot. I don't remember I off remember. the top of my head. I just know it's on Fox. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't remember where exactly it's at. They need to bring it back here, man. They. It was we great when it was here. One of the best venues. I know, man. Well, also, the last time it was here was kind of a nightmare because of the snowstorm, and there was a lot oh, of difficulty yeah. with, the, with that. So I understand why they haven't come back yet, but also come back because we have a really big stadium and a really yeah. nice like facility right next to it called Texas Live that people can go crazy and, and Very eat food much, yeah. and, and enjoy themselves at. So, yeah, I don't think I'm missing anything. Unless I'm missing anything music-wise. Uh, I've not listened uh, to the no, I've not listened to it yet, and I don't I've only want really to. listened to uh, Twenty One song. Uh, okay, you know me, I'm a big Twenty One yeah. guy. It's, it's solid. DJ Khaled says his uh, fifteen minute yeah. piece at the beginning of every song, which you know, whatever he. Gross. I guess it's his album. Gross, so. bro. But. I will say I don't know if I've said this on the area in any episode, but I'm just gonna say it now. That Staying Alive song with Drake is trash. It's so bad. It is awful. Do yeah. not convince me that it is a good song because you will not. Uh, it is a terrible, uh, terrible uh, song. Uh, staying Alive. I don't care that it's super catchy. It's just, it's a poor use of the, of the it chorus. Is, it too. is catchy. And, but and it's yeah, terribly it's, mixed. It's, Golly, it's, it's awfully mixed. Yeah, so I will not be listening to that anytime soon, uh, to be fair. So, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. Um, I, I think we're good. Okay, sweet. All right. Well, listener, if you've made it this far, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a faithful listener of the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, Noah, thank you for being here as always. You're. You're. And his uh, socials will, of course, be in the show notes, like always. If you like the pod, leave a review, five-star review, preferably, on uh, Apple, Spotify, all the places. Follow the Instagram at Dennis and Friends Pod. 
email denisandfriendspod at gmail.com if you have any questions or suggestions or complaints or anything like that. Stream my EP if you haven't already. Buy a shirt from my merch store if you haven't already. Mm, Tell your friends about all those things if you haven't already. I may have some cool announcements regarding music stuff soon. We'll see. Not sure. Um, Can't confirm, but also may, cannot deny. I don't know. Uh, So I'll share that news here, of course, if that does happen. But um, yeah. That's that's it for me. Actually, I need to do a listen to this recommendation uh, since I've been gone for a little bit um, the last couple of weeks. I have not been listening to a lot of music lately um, just because there hasn't been a lot of new stuff that has caught my eye. I've just been kind of listening to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers on repeat. Uh, oh, I have one, actually. Oh, yeah. Please, please. Uh, Uzi's EP. I don't know if we ever talked oh. about that. Yeah, yeah have you dude, I haven't. I've not gotten around to that yet, but I it, will. I, I'm a big fan of it. It's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine songs. Nine songs. So about it's about thirty minutes, half an hour. You know, so okay. I mean, wouldn't take too long. Uh, personal favorite is um, cigarette. Okay, but I think like a fan favorite is uh, I think it's for fun and it's a hit. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's. Uzi's making his way. He's sneaking his way up in my favorites for me, but mm. he—he's, I would say, all time number three for sure. Like he—he's above Drake for me, yeah. especially with just recent releases and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll give two. I don't know if you're a Vince Staples fan, Noah, but Vince Staples not so much. But his album that he put out this year, this is not like not new. Like his album that came out earlier this year, Ramona Park broke my heart. Is phenomenal that's a that's the okay. album of the year uh candidate for me um so that's a good listen and i like r&b music a lot so there's this guy who i really like in kind of like the christian r&b space even though he's kind of becoming more mainstream which is totally fine his name is byron Jawan, and he put out a ep called a little crazy and it's super dope like very very r&b but like super solid it's pretty clean for the most part uh, which I really appreciate that about him and his writing. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. Those two things. Uh, okay, that's the end of the show. Thanks for being here. Uh, until next time, be good and do good. Noah, send the people off. Bye!